Back from the weekend on Locked On Coyotes, we had quite the weekend for Arizona. Lawson Krauss files her arbitration of his salary. We're going to have to talk about that. And we're going to have some thoughts of Prospect Development Camp scrimmage happened on Friday. That's going to be all on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked on Coyotes. This episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me. We got a great show for you today. Before I want to before we get to that, I do want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and again that does mean we'll never ever have a paywall like i said we got a great show for you guys today we're going to talk about a lot of the things that you might have missed over the weekend for the years and the coyotes we're going to start with uh, the most recent carl and that is lawson kraus which a restricted free agent has filed for salary arbitration when salary, which is set to begin, or hearing set to begin next week. Um, but Kraus has filed for it, and we're here. We didn't think you'd, you'd see it, but here we are. Yeah, uh, I would say we, we hoped we wouldn't see it. Like, yeah, you never want to see a team go to arbitration. Uh, it, it does not turn out well. Uh, arbitration, for those who aren't aware... You know, the team comes in, says, hey, this is why we deserve to be getting all the money in the world. Uh, and then the team comes in like, these these are all the ways that you're terrible and why you do not deserve to be getting anywhere near that much money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you would expect, hearing all the ways you suck uh, or all the way the team doesn't value you tends to kind of like sour your relationship. So... Yeah, it, it would be ideal if Kraus did not actually go to arbitration. It should be said that just because he filed doesn't mean that he's actually going to make it there. Most players do not. Yeah, that is a re- that is something that's very important to say. Most players do not ne- like do not make it to the hearing because they find um, they find a way to negotiate with the uh, with the team. And let's be real, Carl. Like filing for arbitration, that you, that's leverage, right? Yeah, that's just that's just saying, hey, I don't like what you're offering, so, but I do want to stay with the, I do want to stay with this team, so let's work something out. Um, but if you but if you're going to continue to be an asshole about it, or we have an arbitration an arbitrator here who's going to um, who could file in my maybe in my favor, um, and give me more money. And I mean, like, it, it really just adds like a time frame to the negotiations where like mm-hmm. the the team could theoretically like protract it out to, you know, a certain point during the regular season, in which case you're not going to be able to play again. But, you know, an arbitration says like, hey, this is going to be done by late July. So 
you we're going to be figuring this out. Uh, it, it's definitely Krause's right to do. Um, I can appreciate him doing it. Like I said, I hope they come to a negotiation like somewhere in the middle much sooner than that, though. Yeah. I am curious to see what the dollar value is on both sides right now. Uh, obviously, that that information we won't know. All we do know was that um, Kraus was given a qualifying offer, um, which is is should be at least a little bit more than his previous average annual value of one point five million, one point five three 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 million dollars, um, which. Yeah, you'd hope he'd get more than that. So you, I wonder what the qualifying offer was for, and I wonder how much Lawson Krause wants. Yeah, I mean, Krause definitely wants more than the qualifying offer yeah. just because it's the low ball to keep the negotiations going. Uh, Craig Morgan on PHNX uh, in an article pegged it cl- around $4 million. Uh, on the high end, he compared him to Adrian Kempe. On the low end, Jordan Greenway. Uh, Kempe four years, five point five million. Uh, Greenway three years at three million. Uh, would you say four? I think we we talked recently, and you were a little bit lower than four. Yeah, I'm definitely in the three. I think around that three ish range. Um, yeah. As I, as I'm thinking, and like, um, let's say, but also like if you're going to go much higher like in the if if I'm going in the higher threes you're I'm I I would personally give less term because it's like all right let's you know and this is would be somewhat more beneficial in this in this way cuz it's just like okay you can put it that you can have it at this dollar value and at the end of 2 three, 2 years you know if you have improved Obviously, your contract is gonna—you're gonna get a raise. Yeah. So you're thinking more like just kind of the classic bridge deal, like yes. I I, I could see that, but I do feel like Kraus is a player who has steadily improved, and if he has like two more seasons where he's a twenty goal scorer, like do you give him six, like yeah, with term. Yeah. Especially for a player who I think we could both agree, Bill Armstrong and uh, Bear, like. Like, he is a player that's, like, high up on what they want the Coyotes to be. So you kind of got to stick him around. He is, like, the poster boy for your style. Yeah. There are a lot of people who will argue just, like, essentially give Kraus what he wants. Because, I mean, here's the, here's the thing you have to think about for the Coyotes. One, they do have a lot of money, so they can – kind of they can afford to give him what he wants now <laughs> and i say now because obviously you don't know what four or five you know you know later like how depending on how much term he wants ex, you know um what the team's gonna look like by then right um maybe yeah. the, maybe this is a team that wants to spend more money at that point i don't think it will be but like you know like there's so many factors you have to bring into that like so obviously i don't think the coyotes should just 100 percent give in to his high end value because whatever that's part of negotiations for, but they're speeding up, right? It's now being sped up. They don't want it. Like obviously the coyotes don't want this to go to the hearing um, next week. So um, they'll get something done. Um, and it will be within that 3 million range per year. I don't know how much term. I, I can agree with you on term. I, I do think that 
Kraus is definitely like a good candidate for a bridge deal. Uh, I know Chaka didn't like to have bridge deals, and we're not really sure what Bill Armstrong's kind of philosophy on that is. Uh, mm-hmm. Kraus is like his biggest like first test for that. Um, but I, I think he's going to get closer to four. Like I think okay. arbitration could probably get him that. He's coming off a 20-goal season where he missed like the last 19 games, uh, if I remember that correctly. Uh, that that really says something, and I think like you know that kind of recency would really like sway an arbitrator. Be like, yeah, he's coming off something big, so yeah, I mean, I can maybe on the higher end of comparable. Yeah, I can see what you're saying on that close on the you know closer to four because I'm saying like that higher end of three, right? So I'm saying like you know yeah. three like three seven three eight somewhere around there. Um, which, which is definitely possible. I think beforehand we were talking about, um, like, um, less, obviously. I think before beforehand, I think both of us did say re- roughly less. But then we're just like, but, yeah, if you put in all the factors, right? Like you said, he was a 20-goal scorer um, this yeah. last season. Um, obviously, the previous season he wasn't. He just had bad luck. Um, maybe th- there's an argument to be made, like, hey, let's see how consistent he can be first. Um but at the same time, if the Coyotes like him as much as they do, then you make that deal, right? You want to keep yeah. him around. And that's really like kind of the problem with making it like getting to arbitration. Like I, I do think there are like several like knocks against Krause's game that you can make. I think you can make a very compelling case to argue his salary down. Uh, I think he is worth a lot of money. I think he's going to trend up, but you know, if we're thinking like a business, which the coyotes are, you do kind of like have to think like, yeah, there's things that they can do. Uh, but you don't want to like tell all that to crowds. You don't want to like make him think that that is the opinion that you have. Like, cause you would have to argue the worst case scenario to get the best deal. And that's why teams don't like to go to arbitration because it, it's going to sour the relationship. It's a pyrrhic victory, if anything. Yeah, and again, there, and that's the reason why very few, uh, very few cases actually get heard in, um, in the hearing because yeah, no one really wants to get to that point. Um, although I think there has been, in some cases, like in. Um, where a team does like a team actually says, yeah, you know what? Let's do it. Let's go there. It's, is that common? No, but there has been a few, I think a number of occasions where that's happened. And obviously this won't be a case for the Krauss and coyotes, but it's happened. Yeah. And, and there are, I'm sure cases where a player and team go to arbitration and the player like finishes out their career with a team uh, mm-hmm. I can't think of any offhand, uh, but I'm sure there's definitely cases. Absolutely. Like we said, it happens, but who knows what's going to happen here for Arizona. We really hope that um, it doesn't get to the hearing because I'd like to see him be around, stick around without having it, having that, uh, you know, any potential bad blood. Yeah. And I'd like to see him get a fair deal as well. Like, I know professional athletes, like, anything could happen, make that money, Kraus. But I, I just hope both teams can kind of come together and make something happen. 
Absolutely. We still got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're going to talk about, uh, well, development camp. It just finished up last weekend with the scrimmage. We're going to have to talk about some thoughts about it and any other any other thoughts as we get ready for this coming up week for Locked On Coyotes in just a moment. But first, a quick word from Carl. So I have a message from our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, including league reviews and news, including Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. There's going to be a lot going on in the offseason, Definitely want to make sure that you head to Bet Online to get all the latest updates so you can see which teams are tracking to do well and which ones are trending downward. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so now let's go ahead and get to. Prospect development camp. Um, the, the it was quite the long, you know you know quite the week, Carl. Obviously, a lot of different things happened, um, including the beginning of the week, Connor Geeky's injury. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but what a week it's been. Um, now we got a chance. Now the Coyotes got a chance to see a lot of a lot of prospects. You know, you think even fans got to see you know some of these prospects. Um, and from what I'm understanding is this team has a decent future. Yeah, uh, I mean it's it's a prospect development camp, so nobody buy any like uh, any like twenty twenty three Coyote Stanley Cup tattoos yet. No. Um, but you know it was a solid camp. Uh, there was of course that injury, but the team seemed to move on. We got our first real chance of seeing like some of the younger players, and fans seem excited. Yeah, they did, and um, and. It's cool because obviously, like what we're talking about, no, we're talking about the players you could see on the ice, right? Connor Geeky was one of them. Obviously, he got injured, but you know, Dylan Gunther and and Logan Cooley and um, and of course, you know, uh, Josh Doan because everyone loves seeing the uh, you know the uh, the Doan family tree just continue on in Arizona and all stuff like that, right? Yeah, Liam Kirk. Uh, we got to see. Uh, our player from the UK uh, who missed most of last season with injuries. Um, and, uh, you know, McBain was at the prospect development camp. Kind of interesting, but really showing like early on that he's really wants a roster spot. Yeah. And that's a good thing, right? You know, um, that like, even though he's under contract, um, that he's just like, you know what, I'm going to be there and kind of maybe learn things. Maybe I didn't know, like, you know, learn things that this team is looking for in terms of development and work on it, which is honestly, you know, if I'm the Coyotes, I look at that and I'm like, I like this kid. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, there are players who don't go to prospect development camp for whatever reason. Uh, I do not think Soderstrom was there. Um, And, you know, for some, it's like, all right, you're fair enough far enough along in your development. You're not really going to gain anything here for some. It's like, I got other stuff going on. I can't really do that. 
but I'm continuing what I'm doing. But for a player like McBain, who we're not really sure where he's going to end up. He could see some AHL time next season, but for him to be there from the very beginning, like familiarizing himself with the the front office and the coaching staff and all that sort of thing, it's it's definitely a good sign. Yeah, especially with uh, that, you know, getting to know the coaching system because, like, when you're at Prospect Development Camp, you're not, you're getting to know the Roadrunners coaches too because they're also there. Um, yeah, the entire system is there. Like, <laughs> everyone whose job it is to like deal with prospects is going to be there. Like, yep. you get a chance to like get like their two cents on something. And for a player, you know, who is with another franchise, it's a time to like meet people and like figure out who you're going to be talking to throughout the year because one of the yeah, yeah one of the cool things though that uh, i did see over o- over the week from practice development camp is is uh, one of the coaches from the like coaching camp yeah last year is now a skills development coach <laughs> this year so that's pretty cool to see yeah and it, it does really show like the coyotes are actually putting their money where their mouth is when it comes to that sort of thing. Like if you have an internship program and you bring people on, Hey, that's great. But if they can't get a job afterwards, did the internship really do too much? And the guys are showing like, yeah, this can get you a job afterwards. So that's really cool. Absolutely. In just a little bit though, I am going to ask you maybe about some of the notes that you took from, from the, uh, from the scrimmage, because there's, you know, that happened on Friday and obviously we, our Friday episode was before then. So we're going to have to talk about that in just a moment. But first I know we're a hockey podcast, but obviously there's uh, you know, locked here at locked on podcast network. There's a lot of different things going in sports. So right now locked on uh, has which NFL stars move betting line the most Starting on July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from oddsmakers at Bet Online. Available at July 8th. Available once again, July 18th on Locked On NFL or wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So let's finish things off of this episode of Locked On Coyotes by taking a look at the uh, the end of Prospect Development Camp, um, in which it is marked by the prospect scrimmage happening on on uh friday evening at Iceton scottsdale carl you were there so you got a chance to take a look at some things uh what did you see uh it was really exciting it was a very full crowd uh standing room only uh admittedly, ah, admittedly the actual spot was pretty small but definitely like a lot of people there uh, i got to see quite a few like just you know, front office people walk by, uh, the ASU coaching staff, uh, in front office was there, um, because they also have a couple players who are there. So getting a chance to see them play was good, but it was really great to see the Coyotes prospects. First time seeing Logan Cooley play. Um, and he did not disappoint. Um, yeah, that's a good thing to hear, right? You like, because that's where all the hype is around, right? Because everyone's getting kind of the first time to see this kid, right? This kid was drafted third overall. So um, anything specific that you saw from him, maybe like the kind of play that he did that um, that excited you? And So uh, he definitely had a knack for just being in the right spot at the ice. Um, I, I think he still needs to work on a shot a little bit, but he knows where to go. He knows to find like the quiet spot. It was great to see 
And something that really took me aback, just because it doesn't get brought up too much in a player like Cooley's prospect profile, he was phenomenal in the faceoff circle. Like, just I, I don't think he lost a draw. Um, and he went up against McBain. So that was great to see and something I was just very much not expecting. You know, I do think back to something like that when we were kind of going through prospect profiles and it was when we were talking about Matthew Savoy, but uh, um, there was the comparison of, you know, him versus Cooley because obviously they're both centers and we're like, all right, so like, you know, which one would be the better pick? And, you know, I think it was Russ Cohen who was doing that pro- that profile for us. And he's like, well, Cooley is the safer pick. Obviously, he's he's a guaranteed center for you because he's, you know, face-offs and stuff like that. And if that's the case, like, you know, that's something that the Coyotes can use down the road. Yeah. Like, my favorite niche player is a third-line face-off center uh, who just, like, goes out there, wins a key face-off, and then sometimes just goes right to the bench. And not saying that's going to be Cooley. I hope they'll be much higher than that. But oh, yeah. it does just go to show you, like, you can make a career out of being good at face-offs. It is that much of a an important aspect, especially for a center. And when you have a player like Cooley, who's undersized, like there are questions about whether or not he can make it as a center. Um, it was just one prospect development camp. So I'm not going to like anoint him the Coyotes number one center, like <laughs> right now. Um, but I mean, he didn't disappoint me. I'll say that. Any other players stand out to you? Um, yeah, uh, I liked John Farinacci. He looked really good. I believe he had a goal. Um, and going on defense, uh, Max Zuper, um, the player from Poland that we talked about, uh, he had a very impressive one. Um, I, I was not really expecting too much out of him and he stood out. He had a really good move. Um, and I really liked it. That's awesome to hear. Like, 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 you know, obviously a lot of people are gonna be paying attention to the top guys, right? You know, the guys who are drafted for a second round. But to see yeah. a guy, you know, draft, um, you know, put that kind of work drafted in the sixth round, love to see it. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, that's kind of the thing. I, I will say that you know, Cooley didn't have like his best game. McBain didn't have th- his best game, but they're not the ones who are looking to impress the most. Like the the later round picks, like the the free the free agent people, they are always going to try harder at this kind of event because they know how hard it is to make it to the next one. Absolutely. Any uh, over, over like overall thoughts you had about like just the entire, the entire events, you know, how things were, you know, how things moved together with the scrimmage and you know, any, any other thoughts that you had when you want to share? Uh, it, it was just a really well done thing. Um, I would have liked there to be more room, but it, fit the crowd that was there. Uh, the ice in Scottsdale is a really nice place. Oh, and, and I did also want to mention that uh, I got the chance to see friend of the show, Patrick Brown, uh, working in his new job, um, handling Coyote's uh, social media. Like SD he was there. Yeah. Uh, there were doing, I was in 18 degrees uh, getting a pre-scrimmage beer and they were doing their segments uh, talking to Bill Armstrong in the first round picks. So got a chance to see him after that. So that was fun. That's cool. It's always nice to catch up with other members of, of uh, Coyotes media, like the Coyotes media yeah. scene because the, the Coyotes media people, like, you know, even outside people, like, you know, we talk to people all the time. Like we talked with, um, 
with Richie and Corey last month. We had Leah on last month, um, last month as well. You know, and they're all great people. You know, people who cover the Coyotes. That's what I love about this, about covering this team, right? We're all good to each other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Any final thoughts that you want to share before we close things off? Uh, no, just uh, it was a great uh, prospect development camp. Uh, I look forward to training camp and seeing like what players take the next steps. Absolutely. And I might be up there in time for training camp. Or I should be up there in Phoenix in time for training camp. So I'll probably show up to a couple of those and you know get a, get a few glimpses myself. Anyways, though. That's going to be it for today's episode of Locked on Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcast. And yes, that also does mean we're on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked on Coyotes. On Instagram, Locked on Coyotes. And on Twitter, LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlock F. Interact with us, ask the question you might have, we might answer right back, or on a future episode of the Lock On Coyote Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you're staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Ah!